NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio, for the way we live now. Thanks for joining us once again here on NapaBroadcasting.com. We are continuing our conversations with filmmakers who are bringing films to this year's Napa Valley Film Festival. Right now we're going to talk a little bit about a feature film that is premiering in the lounge section of the film festival. And we're joined today by Christian Papiernik. He is the writer, producer, and director of Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town. Christian, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff, and uh, I want to say I very much appreciate you saying the full title and uh, <laughs> not holding yourself back. <laughs> Absolutely not. First of all, tell us a little bit about you and your background in the film business. Uh, you know, I was, uh, let's see, I went to AFI, um, American Film Institute, um, for directing. Um, before that, I went to USC, um, so I touched kind of all the, um, <laughs> touched all the sort of major you know, touchstones of uh, film school, um, and from there I, um, you know, I was in a magazine article out of AFI, wrote an article about me, uh, uh, the Filmmaker Magazine wrote an article about me, um, and uh, ever since that article, um, my career sort of took off, and I was, became a um, sort of a Hollywood uh, screenwriter, rewriter, uh, script polisher for years and years, worked in TV, feature films, lots of movies that uh, I can't tell you I worked on, but I worked on lots. Um, and, uh, you know, so over time I just sort of wanted to make sure that I didn't dis- disappear from directing too much. Um, I did a lot of shadow directing on different TV shows and movies, but never really things that I was able to put my name on. So it was kind of time to do that. And how did this particular film come about? Um, you know, I just had an idea. Um, I had that idea for this character, um, you know, years and years and years ago. Um, and my, everything I write always just starts with, a character primarily. And then I sort of build everything around that. I usually just kind of brainstorm, like, what's an interesting person? Like, who's somebody that I think might make a good subject for a movie? And I just always had this idea of this girl. I just had an image in my mind of a girl in a white tuxedo that's bloody, sitting in the back of a taxi cab. And I, and I was like, okay, that's my jumping off point. I had no idea where I was going to go with that. But it was just sort of like, okay, well, that's an interesting idea. What can I do with that? How do I make that work? What's her story? What's her background? Where's she going? You know, and I sort of just started thinking, okay, I want to do a movie that takes place over one day. And, you know, so it just sort of, it just kind of comes that way. It's sort of the genesis of it. So you got the script written, and then how did you get the film together? So the film came together, um, you know, basically uh, with spit and tape, um, you know, this is a very low-budget indie film, um, you know, and it came together, uh, you know, indie film budgets on the low end are usually about $2 million. We're significantly less than that, um, and people sort of become surprised by that because we have so many names in the movie. Um, what happened with this project was, uh, you know, I raised a little bit of money, just enough to basically shoot the movie. Um, it didn't have any money for post-production or anything like that, and barely had enough money to get the movie in the can, but we figured if we had enough money to get the movie in the can, then we could have something to show other people to say, hey, do you want to invest in this? Because it's always easier to have people invest in something when they can see something, right? right. So actually the genesis of this is a Bay Area thing. Um, my uncle's in real estate in uh, Oakland, San Leandro area, and he knew a couple other people that might be interested in sort of through this kind of San Leandro Rotary Club connection, you know, circle, we kind of, you know, put together one investor, then two, then three, then four, then five, you know, it really is a true independent film in that way. There's no corporate money. There's no big institutional money. It's really just a lot of sort of individuals. 
And tell us a little bit about the film, about what the story is of uh, Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town. Um, Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town is about a girl, as I said, who's in a bloody tux. Um, so there's your, there's your headline. Uh, you know, it's about this girl who is uh, sort of down and out, broken, um, right girl musician uh, who is, you know, life has come at sort of like a, a crisis point, a crossroads, a difficult place, and she uh, doesn't know what to do. And this thing happens where she gets a phone call and realizes, uh, oh, my God, my ex-boyfriend, who I believe to be my soulmate, is getting married to my ex-best friend, um, and their engagement party is tonight across town in Los Angeles. I'm going to go break that shit up. And it sort of has this really simple kind of classic romantic comedy setup that we twist at the end um, so that it doesn't have, you know, the sort of usual my best friend's wedding or, you know, whatever bullshit that is. Um, you know, this is a punk rock movie. So, you know, it's got a little bit of an edge to it. Um, and so it's about her journey getting from sort of the west side of Los Angeles to the east side. And anybody that knows that territory, if you have no money and no resources, no car, it's very difficult to go across Los Angeles. So the way in which she weaves her way through this town to get to the other side is a big part of what the journey of the story is, and it sort of you know dovetails with her emotional journey as well. The people along the way that are that are part of that journey. Talk about the way that Los Angeles itself is is really a part of a character almost in this movie. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's absolutely a character. I mean L.A. is the you know probably the second most important main character in the movie besides Izzy. I mean it's 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 interesting being a transplant myself. You know from San Francisco, uh, you know you grow up kind of hating L.A. You know, it's like in our DNA to just be like, you know, L.A. is phony and it's horrible and it's this and that. You know, and part of me still thinks that, you know, I'm still <laughs> at heart a Bay Area person, you know, even though I've been here so long. But, you know, there's something about L.A. that is has a, a little bit of a there's a sort of tragic beauty to it, not to get too heavy, but I mean, you know, it's, and the movie's not super heavy, but it's, you know, it, you have all these people that are sort of coming here. So many people come here, I have like this dream and it's around this industry and it's around these ideas, it's music or it's film or it's something arts related. And the business is so brutal and it churns people out and just the town itself, even if people aren't here to do movie related business is a churning sort of everything is new kind of place. So people kind of find their way through this universe of L.A. and get kind of broken in one direction or another. And the movie kind of shows that story through all of the different characters along the way um, and how Izzy interprets that journey. Izzy herself is a transplant in L.A., doesn't know much about it, and meets all these people and sort of learns her way through the town. And tell us a little bit about the cast. You mentioned that you got a lot of people to be in this movie. Yes. Yeah, no, we have a, 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 a indie film galaxy of stars, you know, not, not the old MGM galaxy stars, but um, yeah, it starts with our lead, um, our top number one um, captain of the team, Mackenzie Davis, who is um, also a producer with us, and um, she's just an amazing person. We didn't know Mackenzie before the movie started, but um, from the beginning, uh, she uh, wanted to jump on board as producer. Um, and was just an absolute anchor of the movie from the start. And a lot of the reason why these other actors want to be in the movie is because of her. Not just because of her stature as an actor. If people don't know her, she's the star of Hull and Catch Fire, which is on AMC. She was just in, uh, had a big role in Blade Runner 2049. Um, she was the lead of the 
Emmy Award-winning uh, Black Mirror episode, Sandy Nippero. You know, so those are the sort of the big highlights of her career, along with a lot of other things. She was in The Martian and et cetera. You know, Mackenzie's somebody who a lot of people in Hollywood consider to be the next A-list star, you know, along the lines of Charlize Theron. Um, and so a lot of the other actors respect Mackenzie a lot as an actor, um, and also because she's such a decent, nice, wonderful human being. A lot of people just wanted to come and be a part of the movie because they just like hanging out with her, um, which was kind of an amazing thing. Um, and so once she was on board, all these other people came on, you know, Carrie Coon, who's obviously a ma- becoming a massive star now on her own. She's the star Spielberg's next movie. And she's, uh, you know, she's got her, she was in the star of the leftovers. She was the star of Emmy award winning, uh, Far- Fargo. And, you know, and, um, then you've got, Haley Joel Osment and Ollie Shokoff from Rest of Development and Search Party and uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who's been in a million things. You can look it up on IMDb. It's just, you know, name after name after name. Um, and a lot of that has to do with Mackenzie and also the script. I mean, people sort of responded to what the story is about um, and what the characters are. They all have a unique, uh, you know, a little bit of uniqueness to each character. Um, and, um, you know, so most of the actors were happy to jump on board just to be a part of that, that story. So and, it was very gratifying. And what is it that you're hoping happens to this film? Obviously, it's going to be a calling card for you as a director. What else do you hope happens with the film? Well, so far, you know, it's been a nice run. You know, we premiered at the LA Film Festival, and, you know, the festival, not only the festival itself, but the local press, LA Times, um, really got behind the movie. We got some amazing coverage. So the the premiere was insane. I mean, it was packed and we had to turn away 200 people from the standing room only line. Um, we're like, okay, well, this is pretty good. This is a good start, you know. What happens next? So we went to another film festival. They were invited to go to Calgary and do a film festival there. And we're like, okay, we have no PR here or advertising or anything. We expect, you know, maybe 20, 30 people to show up, but they flew us up to Calgary. It'd be great. Well, I've never been there, so let's see it. We went in there, boom, sold out. I mean, the thing is just, I mean, there's people wall to wall in this, in, this, in this theater. And then the next day when the screening we weren't even doing a Q&A at, also sold out wall to wall. Then we went to Tacoma, um, nice small festival on the West Coast in the fall circuit. And uh, again, sold out, insanely crowded. And uh, the movie won best film and best uh, performance for Mackenzie. So it's just been... There's this interesting momentum that's happening with this movie where I think people are really responding to it. Um, we didn't have the, we weren't a part of the early run of the festivals like Sundance or South by Southwest. We came along a little later, so we're kind of building this late momentum. I think that the audience is really responding to, because um, we're such an off-the-radar movie. We don't have the big $9 million budget with a huge pedigree of Sony Pictures classics behind us. Um, you know, we have a deal for distribution. It's going to be out in theaters in March. Um, but, you know, we're still an underdog story, and I think people really respond to that a lot um, and kind of get behind that. And also the story's about something that's personal, um, and it's about somebody who is not a part of the corporate culture, doesn't give a shit, doesn't want to sell out, and, it's a, you know, it's a female lead that um, is able to be ugly and beautiful and interesting and angry and kind and generous in the way that female characters in movies, you know, oftentimes aren't allowed to be. Um, so I think a lot of people respond to that as well. And, and finally, tell us a little bit about uh, what you've seen so far in terms of the reaction to the movie. The reaction's been, you know, insane. I mean, obviously, you know, you're always going to get a few reviews that aren't great. Um, 
you know, we've got 99% of them are, are off the charts. Um, you know, and, and part of that is great. I mean, it's good to have people not like it um, because this is a very specific kind of punk rock movie. And, and every time we go to a festival and the audience is just crazy. I mean, it's just the audience is crazy for the movie. And just, you know, we walk over really excited. And, you know, one of the things that we try to do is always make sure that we, you know, we care about our fans a lot. Um, and we try to make sure every screening has like a special feel and, and flavor and, and reach out and take pictures with people and get to know everybody that's in the audience. Because, you know, when you're doing an indie film, it's all about the connection with the audience. And um, everywhere we've been, everybody we've shown it to um, has just been unbelievable and had a really, really great time. So it's been uh, a great experience. I, you know, in terms of past the calling card thing, obviously I want it to lead to the next movie. Um, you know, but I just want to enjoy this, you know, also <laughs> as much as that's possible. Christian Papernik, his film Izzy yes. Gets the Fuck Across Town is a lounge feature here at the Napa Valley Film Festival. Uh, Christian, I thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate it. And please, everybody, come see the movie. You will not be disappointed. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Jeff. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.